Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 72. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you very much for tuning in today. If you're from Toronto, you might be aware that right now the Just for Laughs uh, festival is happening. The JFL 42 festival happens this time every year. And today we are lucky enough to have a comedian that's a part of JFL 42 this year on the Adamantium podcast. We've got a gentleman by the name of Sean Cullen. You might have seen him on TV before or heard him on TV before. He's an actor, stand-up comic very very funny guy incorporates a lot of music into his act which of course appealed to me in addition to Canadian television or stand-up comic stages across the country you might recognize Sean as Max Bialystok from the Canadian production of The Producers one of the all-time greatest comedic productions one of Mel Brooks's masterminds so we talked to Sean uh, about working on that as well as several of his other projects and just comedy in general and his upcoming JFL 42 shows. If you're a fan of Sean Cullen or you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to see Sean live, you can catch him at the JFL 42 Festival this week. His first show is actually tonight at 7 p.m. at the Comedy Bar, um, which you're probably not listening to this in time to get there, but I believe it's also sold out. But you can catch him later in the week on Wednesday, September 25th, 7 p.m. at the Royal Theatre, and Thursday, September 26th at 9 p.m. at the Rivoli. You can get tickets for those at jfl42.com. And then, in addition, he's got a another show separate to the JFL Festival that's happening on October 10th at 8 p.m. at the Oakville Center for the Performing Arts, and tickets for that are available at www.oakvillecenter.ca. If you are listening to the Adamantium podcast today for the first time, or you just haven't subscribed yet, we would absolutely love it if you hit that subscribe button and tune in to us again sometime. We are going to have more comedians, of course, more musicians, and just more talented people on the show, and we would love for you to tune in again. You can subscribe to the Adamantium podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and the handles are all different, but you can find us just by searching the Adamantium. Alrighty then, let's get into today's episode featuring comedian and actor Sean Cullen, right here, episode number 72 of the Adamantium Podcast. Enjoy everyone, have a great week, and we will see you soon. So we're here with Sean Cullen. Hello. Comedian, actor, voice actor. I do a lot of things to make a living. Yeah, talent extraordinaire. Well, let's hope so. And uh, the occasion we're here for this week is for JFL 42. That's right, 42. Yeah, have you done it before? Uh, I've done uh, bits here and there. I've uh, been on Andy Kindler's late night alternative shows and stuff like that. This is the first time I've actually been a featured one of the 42 per se. Excellent, excellent. So that's pretty exciting. It's exciting. I had to write a whole new hour of material, which is a lot of work, but it's worth it in the end. You've got new material. That's always helpful. Yeah, and one thing I I really like 
um, about your material. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to check out our podcast. Yeah, probably 80% of the guests are musicians. Oh, right. And um, you incorporate music as a big part of your act. Well, I try to. I've just, I've, for the first time, I'm playing the guitar and singing this myself. Okay. I usually have an accompanist when I do musical stuff or sing to track. Yeah. So I'm doing a couple of songs, playing the guitar kind of feebly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be good. But uh, And then I have a couple of tracks that I'm singing to, so it'll be fun. And did how did, how did music, how did you first realize that your comedy and music could come together? Well, early on, you know, I always loved music and I love comedy. So the it, it kind of is a no. I hate saying the thing no brainer, but it, it led to be using music in the show because it heightens the show, it raises mm-hmm. it to another level, and uh, it's always uh, you know something that a lot of people can't do. So I try and you know makes you a little bit a, a little bit stand unique. out, unique, and yeah. And was 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 music something that came from your family household or no? My, my mother loved music. My father loved music, uh, but neither of them could play anything. Okay. But my mother would grow up on a farm, and back in those days, it was like, oh, you could play an instrument or entertain people. Like, mm-hmm. There was no radio, barely any TV. There was radio, but barely any TV mm-hmm. or anything. But she was a kid, and she always loved that people could do things like that. So mm-hmm. she encouraged me to do it. And then when I finally decided to be a performer, she was uh, completely mortified. Like, why? This is a terrible idea. And I said, well, we'll see how it goes. And if it doesn't work out, then I can always go back to school and become something prosaic. And here we are several years later. Yeah, (laughs) it didn't work out. No. Did you ever take vocal training or anything like that? Because you have quite a a good vocal voice. Well, I I didn't really do a lot of... um, Training, no. I should have probably, but I, I never. Re- I just was doing it so much that I ended up not really. I don't know. I never really. Anytime people wanted to train my voice, I always felt that it was kind of like crushing it a bit. So okay. I just liked it to be a more natural sound than than a trained sound. Right. So it leans more towards you know pop or rock voice than, a, right. than an, an operatic voice, although I can do the operatic sounding thing if I want to. Mm-hmm. I've done the producers and done uh, you know musicals and that sort of thing where you need a little more powerful voice, but I, I kind of like the pop world, country, right. folk, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that from quite a lot of the uh, the impressions that you do as well come from that kind of, that genre. Yeah, also. well, yeah. you know, those are the things people know. Right. And really only, and usually I like the people I do impressions of, even though I'm making fun of them. Because right. Because the only well, way I really know them well is by listening to them. By listening to them that much. Yeah. That's not for me. <laughs> we'll just continue. Okay. Um, who who are would be some of those those impressions that you come find you come back to the most? Well... I'm a huge fan of Van Morrison, so it's always good to make fun of Van, right? Because he's so intense and serious about yeah. his music, but it becomes ridiculous after a while. Right. His uh, his persona is so intense. It's very intense. And so I like to kind of make fun of his his style. You know, I kind of make fun of his uh, the way he has mumbles. Right. And his, all of his music is. You know, I'm working on the street. I'm on the street and I'm walking. I'm walking down the street and the street is on the ground and my feet on the street. You know, he just kind of describes his his every single thing he's doing. Right. Um, I love Meatloaf, who's got a big 
big also operatic vote voice and a and a persona of you yeah. know this kind of overblown rock persona. Uh, Michael Stipe from R.E.M. Right. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot, which is something I can really only do in Canada. So right, Neil uh, Young. Neil I've, Young I've, as yeah. well. Um, trying to think of who else I do. Uh, I you know I, Morrissey is one that I like to do. Okay, people don't really know who he is anymore. Right, but I love Morrissey's kind of. Oh, everything is sad. I'm sad and lonely, and everything is bad. You know, like, and you know, yeah. it sounds so wistful, but he's yeah. always miserable, and he's kind of a jerk. So, so you know. do, do the impressions come come naturally, or do you actually have to sit and watch? And well, most and of them come naturally as I study I them, enjoy or... the person's voice, and kind of try and imitate it. Uh, I don't sit down and go, "Who am I going to?" Right, mimic today. You know, I don't do that. I but, should, but probably. I think what I more meant was like, say you're gonna do a, a Neil Young. You, you have an idea that that Neil Young fits into well. Would, yeah. you, would you watch Neil Young performances to try and? Oh uh, yeah, I would listen more. Probably listen to the music, an album or something. Albums yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, to get it kind of right. But I mean, right. my, you know, if you're as an impressionist, I don't really. I like doing musical impressions, but I do. It's more of an impressionistic way, like to give express the cadence, yeah. the the style of the. Right. It's not going to be sound perfectly like. Them, of course, but of it's course. It's going to be in the style of. Yeah. Usually, Van Morrison, especially like you said, especially is one of those very. He actually came from the same town that my dad's from. Oh really? In, in Ireland, yes. What town is that? Like Belfast. Belfast, of course. Yeah. Um, I think I mean maybe he's from a place close to Belfast but sure. um, and I've actually heard from family who have seen him in cafes and stuff and he's like a very very private oh yes person. Absolutely. very private yeah I've known people who've played in this band and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they're just like he's just a nightmare to work yeah. with but yeah. you know he makes good a lot music. of a lot of you know some of the super talents are you know yeah you know, for like sure I don't know sad. why you need to be but some people are they yeah. can't help themselves maybe that's just if you're born with one gift yeah. you lack another I don't know yeah, exactly <laughs> You're kind of in, on the autistic spectrum. Maybe, or maybe, like that. You could know be. What I mean, um, tell me about Corky and the Juice Pigs. Well, Corky and the Juice Pigs started in 18, 1987. It was our first show was a uh, an amateur comedy contest, mm-hmm. and we did for a beer company. We we won our heat. It was at our university, uh, and we went and entered, and we won that heat at our university pub, and then we ended up being on the final pageant that was hosted by. Um, Eugene Levy as Bobby Bittman. Okay. And we didn't win that, but we started touring uh, uh, in colleges after that. And uh, we tried to incorporate a lot of music and fast-paced little sketches and Mm -hmm. impressions and all that sort of stuff. And we built up a couple hours of material pretty quickly, touring around to colleges all over the country. Yeah. Then we went to Britain and did the Edinburgh Festival and the Fringe for... Uh, a, f- a few years running, and then we also went to Australia and did the the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So, were you doing were you doing musical comedy before then, or was that was that one of your first projects? Well, that was the well. I was I was in acting school before that. And we right. Did some we did Once Upon a Mattress. We did I right. was in Greece. I was in you know the, 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 those in musicals. It wasn't really okay. doing comedy per se. Gotcha. Songs. 
So this is the first time we started really writing songs with the idea of being. And funny. how did you get to know these guys? The guys uh, that we were went in the... to school together. Uh, Greg Neal was in my year. Uh, it's a four-year course, and and Phil Nickel was a year ahead of us, and we just kind of hung out and improvised at parties and made mm-hmm. people laugh. And when this uh, idea, we thought we'd win some money, but there was no money involved. <laughs> just some shoes, one Nike shoes, and uh, but. It, we we just like to amuse each other and one up each other and that sort of thing right and sing we all were musical and uh, we started doing yuck yucks in town here over the summer uh, after my third year of university and we uh, decided you know we we started yuck yucks and they immediately offered us work doing t- the tour across the country but it was really hard to get three people into comedy clubs because they only had one mic most mm-hmm. of the time and it was all you know pain in the butt. So we started doing colleges and t- booking our own tours after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we yeah we started off. I think we all had a love of music, but it was started from improvisation right. background. First One point. thing that I found really interesting is you have a bit of a connection with the guys from the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh yeah, little one. And they they toured with you guys at one point, and yeah. then you toured with them at another point. Well, they never toured. We I've toured with them. The Bare Naked yeah. La- the Bare Naked Ladies the, were just Steve and Ed at the time, and right. they came to to one of our shows at uh, the Spoke at Western. I think it was. Okay. And they gave us a tape, and they said, we really love your stuff, and we thought it was great. So we had them tour across the country with us, just the two of them uh, opening for us. And I'm not sure when that would have been, like early early 90s. And then they became huge. And mm-hmm. uh, later on, they offered me, like I've done little spots with them on their boat cruises and stuff well, like that. Well, I mean, that. it seems like a very natural connection, because sure. they're also very funny guys. Yeah, they are funny guys. Yeah. And the the boat cruises we did, and then uh, I did a Christmas tour with them that was fun. We mm. did a few places in the eastern United States, and that was cool. Um, it's funny because Ed Ed's a big video game gamer. Oh, He's oh, a yes. gamer, he and that. I he I think I don't know if he lives in my neighborhood or whatnot, but the, I used to work in a video game store growing right. up, and Ed used to come in all the time and sure. buy video games. Well, yeah. we really used to bond over video games on the road. Oh we, yeah, we played uh, Super NES. Baseball, okay, and it was amazing. Yeah, you could make up your own team names and teams, right. and and so everybody made up stupid funny names. names yeah, and, yeah. And it was really really fun to play. That with. almost becomes more fun than the actual playing yeah, the baseball. Actually, that's <laughs> really the most fun part. Yeah. yeah. So those guys are very talented, and they did very well. So excellent, excellent. Um, you've, I mean, you've worked on so many uh, awesome shows and movies and stuff. Um, I picked out a few of things a few projects mm-hmm. to ask you about because i mean some of my i guess favorites um okay. and one was that in you actually mentioned it already in 2004 you actually played one of my favorite theater characters oh really and that's max bialystok max bialystok is From amazing yeah very fun and i'm a huge fan of zero mostel so i going way back to the original to yeah. the, he was the original max bialystok and i loved that movie so uh the I heard they were doing a, a Toronto version of it, mm-hmm. so I uh, put myself forward as a possibility for it, and I got a, had a great audition, and uh, you know, got picked to do it, and we ran for a year. It was really mm-hmm. exhausting, but fun. Of course, yeah, yeah. Got to meet Mel Brooks, who was great. Uh, he, you know, 
really incredibly energetic and funny man. I mean, at that time, he was in his 80s, I believe. Yeah. And he was really, really great to work for. And, um, yeah, doing that was amazing. Like, it was just, it's a really exhausting show, though. It's, it's over three hours long, three hours right. and 15 minutes. And, and you're in it most yeah, of the I'm time. I'm in the whole yeah. show except for one scene. And, one, well, two scenes. One where Leo and... Uh, Ula fall in love and have their pas de deux dance and then there's the the springtime for Hitler extravaganza right so for the most part like for all probably three hours we're on stage either me or Leo together Mm -hmm. or separately so it's just pretty uh, staggering I guess you can't really work on a whole lot else no the the idea was I was thinking oh well during the day I can do other things. I could, I could, mm-hmm. you know, because you think, oh, what night I have to do the show, but then during the day I can, you know, write or do anything, but it just takes, it takes all everything out of your energy. I imagine, Absolutely. Yeah. Especially a show like that, you have to be so on for oh, a character yeah. like that. Well, you know? the character of Max, you know, Leo gets all the love because he's the sweet one. And, right. And his, it's his journey, really. Right. And Max doesn't really learn anything by the end of the play, <laughs> except perhaps friendship. He gains a friendship, mm-hmm. but uh, he's driving the bus, like he's pushing the show forward right. the whole way, mm-hmm. literally grabbing people and moving right. them. And doing well, Ma- Max is more, I mean, Leo, you're, like you said, is more the protagonist, but Max is more of the comedy, I think. Yeah, he's, you know. it is the shtick. And, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, you have to be really really energetic all the time. It's did you go and see the Broadway version before? I saw. Did not see the Broadway version. I went to see it in Los Angeles at, in Hollywood. Right at the Pantages with. Uh, was it Nathan Lane at the no, time? No, Jason Alexander played. Oh wow. Max and. Wow. Uh, Martin Short played Leo. God, wow, that's one hell of a cast too. It was an incredible cast. A lot of the cast members were from the New York, but right. those two leads were from okay. Hollywood. And so, did you get a chance to speak with Jason Alexander or anything? I never, Well, I actually were, uh, spoke with him before, uh, later, because we were do, working on maybe doing a television project, and mm-hmm. he was interested in signing me for a television project. So I got to talk to him a little bit, but that was, right. I think it was before. But not about the role. Not or about the yeah, role. Yeah. And Martin Short, I've written for him for the Canadian Screen Awards. I've written songs and jokes and stuff for him so I've talked to him a little bit about it and he was just like he was exhausted by the whole process it's a pretty exhausting right. show and if it exhausts Martin Short then yeah, it's I like know. I'll take you know and I don't know if he likes doing the same thing over and over again right and okay and also they'd get a lot of we get a lot of uh, notes that we'd hear about from the uh, Los Angeles company that gotcha. Martin was fooling around and like the original New York production they do did a lot of improvising and fooling oh, around really? each okay. other yeah but and, you know Martin would get up to things and bring things on stage that weren't part of the show and right stuff. it was very strange but wow. fun he seems to he seemed to enjoy himself though yeah what were um, what were a couple of your favorite scenes from, well my to favorite scenes I think with the little old lady me going around Max going around collecting checks for the little old lady yes okay the little old ladies that's pretty intense and uh, I love the the opening scene with uh, the uh, used to be the king uh, the king of old Broadway yeah I forget what the name of the song is uh, 
I used to be the king. I think that's what it is. It's, it's good to be king. Maybe okay. That's what it was called. But it was an amazing, huge production number, and that was the first thing we learned, so I kind of always loved that. The right. Best, yeah. I always remember the the scene. I mean, oh, obviously... The other one was fun was in the jail cell where I had to reenact right. the entire show up to that point. Yes, yeah. And that was really, really fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always remember the what's the song? It's like keep it gay or make it gay. Yeah, keep it gay, keep it gay, keep it gay. Yeah, that was a really. That, I mean, that, I mean, there's uh, so many fun bits. So in that. many yeah. brilliant characters and so much yeah. fun to do. Absolutely, that was a great part too. I, but I, I think, didn't really have a lot to do in that. We just no, kind of yeah, stood yeah. there and we're kind of mildly shocked yeah. by it all. Yeah, that has to be one of the greatest. I think comedy theater pieces it is of all time yeah in every way inside an inside joke an outside yes. joke funny absolutely about it. absolutely um, you hosted another show um, called What Were They Thinking yes that was really funny I enjoyed that it was basically we went around to small towns in Toronto in Canada and they have built enormous things yeah and go what were you thinking when you built this enormous thing uh, for example there's a place in um out west where they built an enormous pierogi on a fort <laughs> and people climb up it on their honeymoons it's very strange there was a skillet with a huge sausage and the sausage looked, looked like a huge curled poo uh, there was <laughs> giant eggs there was a sasquatch there was a UFO landing strip there was um, gosh there's tons of stuff I, a big fish many many big fish yeah and we all and the biggest hockey stick in the world as well. So something like the pierogi on the fork. You said yeah. people climb up it on their well, yeah, well, that, it's that a became thing. a thing. Locals like, climb up it and then get in trouble from the police because they're trying to scale the pierogi. Right. Know? And when you're you're newly wed, you you try and climb up the pierogi. You get away with fun, it a little I guess more. So. Yes, yeah. I guess so. Okay. What fun! It was yeah. a great great show. Really fun to do. Interesting. Interesting. And and. Um, one thing also that I, I think is incredible about you is um, you also do a lot of children's comedy and you've written a few books. Mm-hmm. And Well, I've written five novels for young kids, uh, nine to twelve young year adults. Olds. Yeah. And uh, three of them are called Hamish X, the Hamish X books, Hamish X uh, and the Cheese Pirates, Hamish X uh, and the Hollow Mountain, and Hamish X goes to Providence, Rhode Island. It's all about this super orphan character. Mm-hmm. And they're very silly and funny. I tried to make them more like a Roald Dahl or, you know, yes, okay. uh, the dark but funny, mm-hmm. like kids uh, left to their own devices to take care of themselves and they end up uh, fighting against this evil organization called the Orphan Disposal Agency. Okay. So it's really fun. I enjoyed it. And then the second series is uh, about a character named Brendan who finds out, he lives in Toronto, just going about his life, but he finds out that he's not a human, he's actually a fairy who's been put into a human family for his own protection. <laughs> so he starts to, his powers start manifesting and he starts seeing, meeting his real family, his fairy right. family. Okay. So it's kind of got elements of, um, I don't know, like uh, bewitched and, you know, right. that kind of thing really hyper weird people and fun stuff in it did did writing for younger people come naturally to you or well I was asked to do it by a um, uh, a person named Barbara Burson who was then the editor for children's literature at uh, Penguin Mm -hmm. and she was listening to my radio show I used to do a radio show in the summer times for CBC called 
Simply Sean, and we'd play music, and then I'd ramble about silly things in the middle of it, and her son loved it. Yeah. So she said, would you like to write for someone that age? And so I said, I'll give it a try. I've always wanted to write novels, so... I started writing the first one and uh, ended up doing five different books. Yeah, but and even performing, though, you've performed on kids' shows. and Yeah, do I do a lot of children's shows, but famously, or like the most I, I, that I, people love is a show called Odd Squad, where I play the mayor who's obsessed with cheese festivals. <laughs> and Odd Squad's just a brilliant show. I've done uh, Odd Squad, Dino Dan, Dino Trek. Uh, third, uh, eighth grade alien, I think it's one of, something like that. Tons of them. The one I remember is um, Seven Little Monsters. Seven Little Monsters. Seven was, little, yeah, and you did quite a few voices. Well, in that. that was the first thing I did a voice work on. Okay. And it was uh, um, Maurice Sendak, a story, a book yes. by Maurice Sendak, and they where the wild things are. Yeah, yeah well, which is crazy, amazing books and. Uh, I got to, I never met him, but I talked to him on the phone, but I wrote several scripts for that show as well, and then did four, five, and seven, The Voices of Three yes. of the Monsters. So that was really, really fun. It was for PBS in America. And then, we got, I think it was on YTV here, because yeah. I used to watch it after school. Sure. Was, yeah. And they had, uh, that was really fun, uh, really fun to do. It was the first real animation I got to do. Then did a show called Goody, uh, Jimmy Two Shoes and one called where I played a devil a boy a nice boy is sent down to hell basically okay. and he's got to live there and he's just trying to make do as best he can and I'm a, a devil named Heinous <laughs> Lucius Heinous the seventh uh, and uh, so that was fun then uh, from that I got a show called Rocket Monkeys where there's two monkeys in space yeah. causing trouble uh, and then just most recently did the um the series version of uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Right, okay. I got to play uh, the father of Flint, the protagonist, and uh, the mayor, and a couple of other, like a lot of tons of other yeah. ancillary characters. That's fun. So did, um, was it ever difficult for you to go from, you know, performing for younger audiences and then in the evening doing stand-up for adults? or Well, you know, a lot of the time it was kind of my bread and butter doing the music, the stuff for kids. Right, right. And then, you know, I comedy I did because I loved doing it. But mm-hmm. I never really had an issue with uh, going back and going forth. Going back and forth. It's pretty clear in my mind what mm-hmm. I can say and what I can't say. But I am also not very blue. I don't, I'm not a very dirty person. No, no, so I, 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 I know. I noticed that from watching a lot of your material that it's it's more it's very, weird and absurd than yeah than, right than, than caustic you know so yes, I think yeah. it works out okay absolutely um, did voice acting come naturally to you or well I love doing voices I love doing lots of different impressions and that sort mm-hmm. of thing and I have a good ear for that kind of thing I love language and languages and and so I've always had an ear for accents and dialects and that sort yes. of thing so I've always loved that. And uh, a couple of things that I've noticed reoccur in some of your bits, so I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite movie villain of mm, all time? Well, favorite movie villain? Well, I love movie villains because they're always the most interesting. And extreme characters, characters yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd say Dr. No. Okay. One of the, the, the original, original James, James Bond uh, villain. And he's got his big metal hands. Yeah. And lost... Uh, in a nuclear uh, fallout uh, <laughs> issue, and uh, I always, uh, you know, 
I love Dr. No. Uh, I'm a huge... I love the... Bane in the Batman series. The latest one, the Tom the Hardy version? Tom yeah. Hardy. Mr. Batman. <laughs> what do you think, Bruce Wayne? That voice is just it's, insane. It, was, it became iconic, yeah. yeah. And uh, I love him. Uh, what's his villains? Well, Darth Vader is pretty Of incredible. course. One of my uh, favorites was, was Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yeah. Yes, uh, you ask for miracles, I give you the FBI. Yeah. yeah. My, my favorite, I think, is shoot the glass. <laughs> shoot schießen den Fenster. <laughs> shoot the glass. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I really love Alan Rickman and his voice. I mean, as Snape as well. As well. He's a phenomenal tremendous actor. actor. Um, also, um, Robin Hood. Robin Hood, he was the incredible in it. He was sheriff, incredible. Yeah. And he was in a movie called, uh, what is it called? Space Quest? The one with Tim Allen? Yeah. He's in that? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, it's not called Ga- Space Quest. No, Quest. the... Uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. No, uh, is it Galaxy, Galaxy Quest or Quest. is it Guardian? No, um, I think it's another one. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Is that not it? No, no, he's not in that. He's Galaxy Quest. I thought he played Quest. the robot he he plays um, the Vulcan kind of character that's okay. in it, and he's got, he always says, um, "By the hammer of Grod" or something like that. Yeah, is yeah. This catchphrase, and he's just rolls his he's eyes. He's so dynamic. So he's he's tremendous. Sweeney Todd. He was Sweeney, singing, and oh, yeah, he's singing. tremendous. Like yeah. so, he's one of the greatest. Yeah, he'll be missed. Of yeah. for sure. him, and actually, the other one I miss tremendously is Leslie Nielsen. Oh yeah, he was a oh. brilliant comedian. He really, and you know, he did kind of what William Shatner did. Uh, you know he he was a very heavy actor in yes. his youth and then just said I'm going to make fun of that yeah. and become the exact uh, parody he was so of straight and dry yeah. that it was it the was funniest yeah. it was Na- brilliant The Naked Gun the original Naked Gun is actually my favorite it's comedy of, of all time it's one of the funniest yeah. movies of all time okay. and favorite favorite Bond movie then is it Doctor favorite No? favorite Bond movie is actually weirdly uh, no one's favorite Bond movie okay. my favorite Bond movie is Honor Majesty's Secret Service okay interesting George Lazenby and what's what's the reason for that? Well, I just really liked him as James Bond. I thought he was really good, uh, and uh, Telly Savalas is uh, what's his name? What's Blofeld? Okay. And oh, the most beautiful woman in the world, uh, Diana Rigg. Okay. Is his is the love interest? And she gets married. They marry. Yeah. And at the end, she's killed. And, oh really? And okay. He's so. James Bond's wife, they're on their new yeah. honeymoon, and she, they, she's assassinated. Wow. So it's at the very end. That's a heavy one. It was a very heavy yeah. one. Yeah. It's very long, and there's incredible skiing scenes in it, and bobsleighs, and, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's a really epic film. My favorite one growing up was, was Live and Let Die. Yeah, well, that's the first one I went to see at the really? cinema. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, they had the song... Uh, the villain was Scaramanga, which oh, yeah, was a cool Scaramanga villain. was amazing. And then as when I was younger, I just... Jafet Koto. Yes, yeah. I always loved the scene where he jumps across the crocodiles. Yeah, he runs across the... Yeah. <laughs> Teehee, the man with the, uh, with the grippy hand, like he's got a pincer for a hand. Yeah. And they have a fight in the, uh, in the train yes, at yes. the end, and he throws him out, yeah. and his arm is hanging from the train. Right. I think that one, maybe just because it was the most fun, especially oh, yeah. when you're younger, and, and it right. just had First a... First Roger Moore movie, too. Right, and right. People of a certain era say that's their, right. that's their James Bond. Yeah. 
I actually quite liked Pierce Brosnan too. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. He fit the, the bill a lot. You know, yeah, and he got up before it became silly. Right. You know, when Roger Moore, it slowly became a parody of itself. Right. Because yes. he couldn't do the things anymore. Really. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what about favorite Bond song? Favorite Bond song. Well. I think Diamonds Are Forever in my opinion. Oh, okay, favorite, great, yeah, great which one. Which is a great song. The only person to ever do two James Bond themes is Shirley really? Bassey. She did Diamonds Are Forever and she did uh, Goldfinger. Oh, oh, yeah, great. Also, uh, I call Great one. song, and there's this great collection called 25 Years of Bond. Yes, it's an old yeah, one. I've heard it's it. very good, and there's, uh, but there's an extended version where there's um, an extra song that was written for, Gold, for Thunderball. Okay. And it's called Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang okay. by Shirley Bassey. It's fantastic. Wow, okay. Really, really good song. Wow. So that's one of my favorite songs. Okay. Um, so tell, tell me before we wrap up, tell me about some of... Yeah, you have your own podcast. I do. So tell us about the Sean Pod. Well, so the Sean Pod is a kind of a mishmash of things. I, I like podcasting because you don't have anyone telling you what, what to, to do. do and you have no editors and I like to just record it and then put it up and it's mm-hmm. fresh and people feel like they're involved it's kind of you know it's like radio uh, on demand mm-hmm. kind of thing and, and it's really exploded so I like doing that I, I interview people it depends on the format I mean the format changes over time I've, I've done live podcasts with music and comedy and mm-hmm. I've done just solo podcasts just me talking to the audience okay. and about what's going on with me uh, that's a tough one to do. yes it is that's sitting tricky. in your room alone with wondering your thoughts. if you <laughs> really should be talking and uh, done quiz shows we've done all kinds of different things but it's all under the umbrella of the Sean pod right Excellent. And you actually, it was. I just read this on my way over here. You were involved in TIFF this year. Yeah. You were in a movie. Tell us about the movie, the movie that was we can called, see you in. The movie was called The 20th Century, and it's by uh, directed by uh, uh, Matthew Rankin, who's from Winnipeg originally, but lives now in Quebec. And uh, I was shot in Montreal about three years ago. And it's basically the early life of uh, William Lyon Mackenzie King. Okay. The, Mackenzie King, the who eventually became prime minister, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a stylized view of his life up to the point he became the prime minister. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. It involves a lot of weird symbolism, and it's beautifully shot. It's not realistic. It's very surreal and strange. Okay. And I play um, the Governor General of Canada, Lord Muto. Okay. And so I'm this big bombastic, you know crazy, you know, almost fascist figure, mm-hmm. imperialist kind of British man. And I'm trying to convince Mackenzie King to follow in my footsteps and be, you know, take a hard line with everything. And he's wishy-washy, can't make a decision. So yeah. that's basically, it's about the Canadian identity and what we are in the world. It's really fun, fun film. And it won Best First Feature okay. uh, uh, at TIFF. So we're very, oh, wow. very happy about and it. And when will the like when will it be I don't know released? when the public release will come. It'll probably be uh, early next year. Okay. I'm not sure yet. And it's what's the title again? The 20th Century. The 20th Century. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, this we're going to put this podcast up right away. So Great. let's tell people when... 
they can see you as part of JFL. Well, I'm this week in JFL. Uh, I'm doing tonight, probably too soon for you to get this out, but tonight at 7 o'clock at the uh, Comedy Bar, mm-hmm. and I'm doing nine, uh, 7 o'clock uh, at the Royal Theatre on the, the 25th. Wednesday, okay. Yeah, and the 26th at the Rivoli uh, at 9, and then at, uh, I think I'll be adding a show on Friday at the Comedy Bar again. Excellent. All great venues, Yeah, too. all great venues. So yeah. it's an hour of new material. You'll see uh, stuff you've never seen before. Fantastic. And I think there was even one, there was another show, non-JFL, in October. Yeah, I'm doing a show in October on the... 10th at the Oakville uh, Performing Arts Center. Okay. And uh, you can get tickets at oakvillepermingartscenter.com. Perfect. And so go and check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. Excellent, Sean. Thank you so much. Thank for, you. For, and I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.